Welcome back to another episode of Starving Artists. My name is LJ Jones, and today I have a very exciting episode for all of us. I'd like to welcome to the podcast my friend, Jimmy Ferraro. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. I appreciate you inviting me today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for, for joining, and I know that this episode is going to be uh, one of my favorites, and uh, I'm sure we'll leave. Leave oh the boy, audience. the pressure is on. The pressure is on. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, and, and, and I know you'll inspire every single person who listens because you've definitely uh, been a big inspiration in my life. Oh, thank you very much. Absolutely. And, you know, I do want to mention I had uh, Mr. Matthew McGee on episode three, uh -huh. and he talked about the inspiration uh, that you were on his life. So, so, so our listeners already know who you are from that episode. <laughs> Thank you so much. Matthew's a, a fine performer and a, a fine gentleman as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I always start these out asking uh, every guest the same question. Uh, where are you from? And can you, uh, can you tell us about that moment in your life where you were like, I know that this is what I have to do with my life? Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy Ferraro, that's my name. My real name is James Ferraro, but I've gone by Jimmy for forever, you know, for the last hundred years. <laughs> and I'm from New York. Um, I was born in South Ozone Park, which is a borough in Queens. And then I moved at uh, nine years old, we moved to Long Island to Valley Street. Mm. Now, the next question was, how did I know? When did I know? I always knew. I always knew that I wanted to be a performer. Uh, I can't remember when I didn't know. Um, so my parents uh, told me that, you know, I was always singing and dancing, and um, I'm, I'm sure they're right, because I don't remember when I wasn't singing and dancing <laughs> uh, as, as a child, and yeah. um, that, that's when it all started, so I always wanted to be a performer, uh, and um, I was very fortunate to, you know, have those opportunities presented to me uh, in school. Yeah. Uh, went to PS 96, Public School 96 in South Ozone Park. That's where it all started there. And when I was in kindergarten, we had a um, recital uh, for the end of the year program. And there was a talent scout there from King World Productions. Wow. And they were planning to do a remake of uh, our gang comedy, The Little Rascals. And they were interested in having me do a screen test as Spanky. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> you know, I had the look for it then, I guess, too. <laughs> I always had that little chubby kind of look. And uh, my parents just weren't, weren't for it. Um, they just didn't want me to be exposed. They had no uh, concept of show business. Uh, so that was totally out of their league. Um, but I continued to perform in school. Um, I was fortunate enough to go to a union free school district in Valley Stream and they had so many opportunities there. Uh, when I arrived there, they had talent troops uh, where you could perform solo singing. They had drama clubs. And um, so it all started in, in high school. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, in, in Brahma school. Wow. And then I continued uh, when I went to uh, junior high school and uh, certainly in uh, in high school, I was in all of the plays and uh, talent shows there as well. Um, another interesting thing is that when I was 13 years old, I decided that I would like to take voice lessons. Mm -hmm. 
and I knew that there was a voice teacher that had a studio right across from our uh, junior high school. And um, I looked, uh, I, okay, so what I did is I rode on my Stingray bicycle. <laughs> and um, I went to a phone booth. People don't, may not even know what they are now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <The phone> booth, <laughs> I looked up in the yellow pages, voice teachers, and I found that one and I called. This is all without my parents' knowledge. Mm. And I, I said that I'd like, I'm 13 years old, I'd like to take uh, voice lessons. And that was the Grace Buckley Music Studio. And uh, Mrs. Buckley said that she did not advise at my age, 13 years old, to start taking voice lessons. She thought that I was a little too young, but I begged her to audition and um, she, she did uh, go along with that and I set up an audition and I went there one day after school to sing for her and she took me on uh, as a student um, and I said, you know, I haven't even told my parents yet uh, that I, I'm coming here. <laughs> so I was a little rebel thing. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I said, you know, I don't know uh, how I'm gonna be able to pay for these lessons and she gave me a scholarship. Wow. Fantastic. And I told my yeah. parents about it and they, you know, they wanted me to take the education. They wish that I had told them first, mm -hmm. but, um, <laughs> you know, I studied with Grace for several years and then I kind of matriculated to um, studying with an opera teacher uh, who was the wife of our music teacher in high school. Wow. That's how all that kind of happened. Yeah. Uh, and then when I was 16 years old, I had my first nightclub job, and my parents had to come with me. Mm -hmm. um, it was at a nightclub called the fa the world famous San Susan, and it was world famous. It was on uh, Long Island, mm -hmm. and um, I had my first shot at uh, singing in a nightclub there as a solo performer. That is that's amazing. So that was pretty cool. And I went on to singing at other nightclubs, the Top Hat. And um, that's how I got entered into nightclubs. I even missed my my senior prom because I was I auditioned for a production of Hello, Dolly. Uh, and I got the, the leading role of Horace Vantagelder. I was only uh, 18, 17 years old, barely, not even 18 yet. So I missed my senior prom, but I got to be performing in Hello Dolly at Hofstra yeah. University, which is was the uh, John Crawford Adams uh, Theater. Uh, and that was the biggest theater I had ever performed in at the time. It's, it's at 1800 seats. Wow. And, uh, so that yeah. was pretty cool. And then um, I, I also auditioned for colleges and I uh, received a scholarship to the University of South Florida. And that's how I got to Florida. That's amazing. It just went on and on and on. <laughs> no, no, you're perfect. You're perfect. I, you know, I didn't know a lot of that about you. So, so I feel like I'm learning too. Um, oh, and, nice. and, and for your, for your, for your vocal teacher, I've heard you sing and, and, and they did a phenomenal job. You, you're an amazing <laughs> singer. Um, Thank you. Absolutely. So, so post-college, what did your early days in the business look like? Mm -hmm. uh, going back to New York and um, actually before I went back to New York, mm -hmm. while I was in college, okay. uh, while I was in college, I 
saw an audition for an equity theater in St. Petersburg. It was the Country Dinner Playhouse. And they were, I was 19 years old and they were auditioning for Fiddler on the Roof. Ooh, now, okay. I, who knew that then mm-hmm. this was going to be a lifelong career for me? I mean, Absolutely, yeah. You know, I just went to the audition and that was, I got in and um, mm-hmm. I, that was my first um, equity theater job. And it went on from there. Um, at that time, the Tampa Bay area was a mecca for professional theater. They would say, Jimmy Ferraro's out of work for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like that because I just went from one show to the next show. Yeah. Uh, and then when I was uh, 23, mm-hmm. um, I had been working in all of the theaters in Florida. And I went back to New York. And um, I saw an audition for Fiddler on the Roof. They were going to be casting the national tour. And Jerome Robbins, who was the original director and choreographer of Fiddler on the Roof and Gypsy and West Side Story and the god of American musical theater, Mm -hmm. uh, Jerome Robbins was casting the national tour. And I thought, well, you know, I'm here. I'm going to go. And when the day came I, it was a rainy, terrible kind of day outside. And I thought, oh my God, I don't know if I'm going to be going to this audition today. And my longtime friend, Seth Fixen, who we went to high school with, prompted me. He says, what else are you going to do today? Just go over there and hang out and, you know, go, go to the audition. And, and I did. And uh, there were over 600 auditionees. Uh, for the show, and uh, they, I went in and I did my thing, and then they narrowed it down to 24 of us. I got a call back, which means I, you know what that means. You get to go and audition again. Yeah. You're selected. They they narrow it down to a certain few, and then they narrowed it down to uh, 12 of us, and. Uh, then I got another call back and. I didn't hear from them anymore. And so I assumed that they weren't interested or there wasn't really a slot for me. Um, Mm -hmm. Because what I found out later is that they were using most of the original members of the Broadway company starting out in 1964. So there really weren't many spots available. And then two days later, I got a call from the stage manager that was uh, Valentine Meyer. And uh, he called me and he said, uh, we'd like to see you tomorrow at the Minskoff Theater at 10 a.m. Wow. So I went to that um, <laughs> callback mm-hmm. and there were only two of us there, myself and Charlie Scaramaccia, <laughs> who became Charlie Barry later mm-hmm. in life as an actor. And uh, I went in and sang and came out and waited. Charlie went in and sang and came out and waited. And then the production stage manager came out and went over to Charlie. And I thought, okay, forget this. And he said, thank you so much for coming. He said, Jimmy, we'd like to offer you a contract. That's how it all started. That's amazing. And so that so I went right into rehearsal that day at the Minskoff. I said, can I have 20 minutes, please? Because I need to call my parents. <laughs> That's, I can't even imagine how exciting that must have been, especially for, you know, 
not only a show that you've done in the past, but it, it's such a, a massive and phenomenal show. And, uh, and, 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 you know, I, I never had the pleasure of seeing you do it live, but I, I've seen footage and, uh, and, and you're, you were amazing. So, so what was the rehearsal Thank you. Well, I like? escalated in it. You know, I've escalated in it over the years. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. When I first got in the show, I, I was um, cast as uh, the youngest papa. You know, there's papas, mamas, the sons, the daughters. And I was cast as the youngest because don't forget, the others were from the original right. Broadway show. So they all were much older than me. Mm -hmm. uh, and Herschel Bernardi was starring uh, as Tevi in this national tour. Uh, he had also done it for many years on Broadway. Right. Uh, so I started off as a papa, and I also was uh, a Russian soldier. Okay. And I was understudy. Now, this is the crazy thing. I was understudy for the rabbi, which is the oldest role in the mm. show. Right. But I had done the rabbi at the Country Dinner Playhouse mm -hmm. when I was 19 years old, which was another strange thing. Yeah. So here I was, and I uh, got the, the understudy for the rabbi and um, went into rehearsals, and uh, I was um, privileged to have the, Jerome Robbins' assistant, who was Tommy Abbott. Tommy Abbott pulled me over during rehearsal and he says, Mr. Robbins pointed you out and said, he has it. <laughs> That's well, I, you could have knocked me over. You know, yeah. here I have the God of American musical theater mm -hmm. singling me out. And uh, so it, we did the national tour. Uh, after that, uh, six months later, um, I received a call from the producers from that tour that they were going to be putting together the show for Broadway. And out of a cast of 42, they were picking 12 of us, and I was one of those 12. And uh, we did the show at Lincoln Center at the New York State Theater on Broadway. And then after that, uh, we went on the second national tour. Mm -hmm. And that was with Maria Karnilova, who won the Tony Award for yeah. Golda in the original wow. production yeah. yeah so it was um and i've been doing the show for 40 years how many how many so how many uh how many shows have you done i've done over three thousand performances of fiddler on the roof that is beyond incredible i don't know how many actors can say that they've done three thousand of a show <laughs> like i think you you may be the only one um and they survived yeah <laughs> And that's, I mean, how how recently was it where they announced that they're doing the Fiddler on the Roof uh, film with Tommy Kale directing? And I tagged you in the post and said, if Jimmy's yes. not doing it, I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> that was very sweet. <laughs> and I, you know, I it was always a dream of mine mm -hmm. to play Tevya, and I right. had that opportunity. Uh, I first played Tevya at the Arizona Broadway Theater. That was mm -hmm. my first Tevya there. Um, exciting and it's been my signature role ever since yeah. uh, i did it in california and then most recently on the 2012 2013 national tour mm -hmm. and what was really marvelous with that is that in the last national tour i had the great privilege of performing opposite my wife dieta rowe who was yeah. also a broadway actor yeah. So that yeah. was really nice because over the years we've been in shows together but never played opposite each other. So mm -hmm. uh, there we were, you know, uh, on the 
the last national tour of Fiddler on the Roof getting to play opposite each other. And we celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary on stage. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so it's so <laughs> coincidental that mm -hmm. in the show, uh, Golda and Tevya sing about being together for 25 years. Right. And, that's and um, on our, and sit, we sang, Do You Love Me to each other. Mm -hmm. So we had two shows on our anniversary and they made a big announcement and used our anniversary as publicity. Right. Uh, yeah. And uh, after the matinee performance, when the curtain came down, it came up again on my wife and myself, and they brought out two dozen red roses for Dieta oh. uh, to celebrate our 25th anniversary. Now, here's the funny thing. After the curtain came down, the stage manager ran out on stage behind the curtain, grabbed the flowers from Dieta, said, I have to take these back and put them in the refrigerator because we're going to hand them to you again tonight after the second show. <laughs> That's hilarious. That, how emotional... How, how emotional was that moment singing Do You Love Me on your wedding anniversary? You know, I've, I've had sung it a, a zillion times, yeah. you know, over the years. But that moment, singing to my wife, mm -hmm. Do You Love Me, after 25 years, it's nice to know. I mean, I could barely get it out. Yeah. And uh, yeah. The, the cast were all standing in the wings just watching that moment. See, I, even just hearing you say, do you love me? Like, like when you first said it a few moments ago, because I've, I've heard you sing it before and I just hear it in my head. I hear you singing the whole song. And, and uh, I, I, there's a video on YouTube of, of you and, and, uh, and Dieta singing it. And I can't even tell you how many times I, I've watched that video just because I, I love to see you guys. I, I love both of you and I love to see you guys together and perform. Thank you. Um, absolutely. And we so, love you too. <laughs> thank you. Um, so what do you think? Do you think you have Tevye in you again? You, you, well, you ready I, to come back? You <laughs> know what? <laughs> I would love to, of course. I mean, if, if yeah. anything, that's the role that I would love to do mm -hmm. again. Um, yeah. I'm getting old, you know, but <laughs> I think instead of the kids saying, Papa, Papa, then they're going to say, Grandpa, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. that's Dieta reminds me that's not true because Tev, um, Theater Bakel, yeah, uh, the famous Broadway actor, did Tevya on tour, and uh, he was in his early 80s at the time. Wow. He was still playing Tevya, so perhaps there's still hope for me. Oh, absolutely, and and they, I mean, they they recently brought it back uh, to Broadway. I know we've had discussions of the revival. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, but I, I would love, I would love to, to have the opportunity to see you perform in that show. I think, I think I, 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 I recently saw uh, my friend Philip perform um, as Tantan in Once on This Island at the Straz, and uh, and he did the Broadway show before it closed down, and then they they transitioned to the tour. And um, I love uh, one of my favorite things in in life is just seeing my friends succeed, and it, nothing makes me happier. Nothing makes me happier. So I, I would love to see you and Indiana do it again. Um, that, that would be incredible. You never know, right? You never uh, know. Uh, where, wherever it happens, I'll be there. I'll, I'll make the arrangements. I'll be Thank there. You, you <laughs> know, we, we played almost every theater in the country. Yeah. But funny you mentioned the Straz because we didn't, that wasn't a stop on our tours. Really? Uh, however, I did play the Straz, but not in musical theater. I was in the opera Aida. Really? 
I didn't yes, know that. The Tampa Bay Opera Company. Mm -hmm. I played the Messengere, and I mm -hmm. also did it at Ruth Etiquette Hall. So That's it's funny amazing. that we didn't get there with, with one of our musical theater shows, but I had to be in an opera yeah. to get there. Yeah. And such a big show, too, because Straz brings in a lot of the, a lot of the big shows, uh, at least oh, now. Yeah. I mean, and that, I mean, well, and that was only, what, six years ago. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, that's surprising. So no, we played all the big theaters across yeah. the country. You know, I think um, one of the theaters sat 5,000 people. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, when that, we're on stage, I, before the show, uh, before the audience came in, I walked out on the stage and I just looked out and mm -hmm. I couldn't even see the end of yeah. the theater, yeah. you know. We must have yeah. been like this big. <laughs> Well, and that's, I saw, well, I saw Hamilton at the Stras, and I sat literally as far back as you could possibly sit, and that's exactly how the actors looked, just like ants. But well, like, you got to see it. Yes, oh, and it was, it was amazing. <laughs> and then, and then I actually, when they were in Fort Lauderdale, I, I won tickets to see, and they put us in the front row, which was phenomenal. Wow, fantastic. Yeah, that was amazing. So that's let me great. ask you, let me ask you, you, um, so, you know, I got my start at the Show Palace Dinner Theater, and yes. I know before I got there, you were there. So how did you yes. get to the Show Palace, and what was ah. your, your experience there? Well, you know, I'm going to take us back a few years, if you don't mind, then. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, let's see. In 1994, okay. <laughs> I had um, come into town from New York to visit my father who was living there. And um, while I was there, um, my wife and I were, I'm sorry, yeah, let's see, we were, we had gotten a contract to do Fiddler on the Roof mm -hmm. in Indianapolis. So we were there just for a short time visiting my father. And while I was there, my father got ill. He was, he was okay, but he needed care. So mm -hmm. um, I was the, the producers were so generous in allowing me to get out of my contract to take care of my father and Dieta went on to do the show. Mm -hmm. So while I was there, Dieta and I, we, we didn't have computers available then. Uh, mm -hmm. We talked back and forth all the time and I, I said, uh, you know, I think my father's going to need some more care here even after your, your show is over. And I don't know, I've been thinking, what, what do you think about maybe maybe opening up um, a, a little storefront theater. Dieta mm -hmm. is so wonderful, my wife, God bless her. She, whatever I say, she's like, I think that's a great idea. She's very encouraging and supportive. So uh, I kind of went with this idea that came to me and I was looking in the newspaper, in the classifieds to see uh, if there was uh, a building or something available. And I see this little ad that says, for lease, juice bar, or the like. Mm -hmm. Juice bar. And it was in Holiday, and it gave a phone number. Oh, juice bar. Well, it sounds to me like it, and it gave the, the square footage. Um, it was very small. I think it was maybe 2,000 square feet, uh, maybe less. Uh, and I thought, huh, it's in a holiday. I wonder where this is. I'm going to call. 
So I call and I said, I'm calling to find out in regards to the juice bar. Uh, I saw the ad in the paper. She says, hold on, please. And she says, that'll be $1.47. <laughs> and I say, excuse me, but are, are, you, are you outside selling something? She says, yes, I own the vegetable and fruit stand on Trouble Creek Road and US 19. And I say, Helen? <laughs> she says, yes. I said, this is Jimmy Ferraro. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> she lives two houses away from my father. Yeah. <laughs> Who would know? She says, why don't you and your father come over and have coffee tonight? And we'll take you over to see the place. Oh. That's how it all happened. My, yeah. um, yep. So we went over there and I thought, I saw this place and I thought, you know what? I think I could make this into a little, a little storefront theater. And um, my father was a carpenter and he was, feeling much better and this gave him an opportunity to kind of rebuild the inside of this space and uh, it was the Angel Garden Cafe Theater and it was the very first dessert theater wow. in the Tampa Bay area. Yeah. Uh, we served desserts and coffees. Uh, we were really ahead of its time with like kind of a coffee theme, you know, yeah. in 1994. And uh, we opened that, and uh, we had new show. We we played. Uh, let's see, it was every weekend, Friday, two shows on Saturday, and a show on Sunday, and um, uh, you know it was very successful, uh, and it was very a novelty in the area, and that's how um, I started. That was my very first theater. Mm -hmm. That's. That's amazing. I didn't see I'm learning stuff I didn't even know. I didn't know about that theater. I love it. <laughs> so from that theater, yeah. um, interesting enough, the owners at that time of the show palace had come to see what we're doing. Um, I had been there a few years at the time. And um, there's the Sessas, right? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, Sal Sessa and his brother Nick. And they, they came to the theater and I, I guess they really wanted to see you know, what we were doing. Mm -hmm. uh, I hadn't been to their place. And um, they really liked what we were doing. And they asked to speak to me afterwards and asked if I would be interested in joining them at their theater, the show palace. And I told them that I wasn't interested at the time. <laughs> Right. Of course, I said, yeah, but, you yeah, know, yeah. I really am enjoying having our own little mom and pop place. And, you know, we're doing a new show every month. We had a brand new show open. And, uh, but I thanked them. Well, uh, several months later, it might have been even a year later, I can't recall exactly, but my father had passed away and they came to the funeral. And I was still doing the, the shows. And um, they had come to the they came to the funeral too and to the theater and they asked me if I would be interested again. And at that time I said, you know what? I think now I would be interested. Yeah. And uh, so I became the producing artistic director of the show palace. And at that beginning for them, they were not um, doing so well as far as patronage. They'd have 60 people in an audience and you know, that place was very big. Oh yeah, it could yeah. seat six hundred, mm -hmm. um, and um, so they were struggling, 
And, I can't uh, even imagine it with only 60 people in there because we were sold out almost every show uh, mm -hmm. when I did the full money there. I can't even imagine. But um, I, I seized the opportunity and um, I, I pulled all of my connections together in the area and my, with my name and the people had known me, uh, the show palace became a huge success with sold out houses with 400 seats planned for each show. Uh, and I did big, big musicals there. And it was a marvelous opportunity uh, to see the theater grow, you know, to see the reward from grow from so small to growing to a big successful theater. Yeah. Uh, and it's still in operation now, which is marvelous. Oh, yeah. I took my son, um, took my son there last summer. I told Matt this, so the audience have heard this, but I want to share with you. The, uh, I took my son there to see, they did Shrek the musical. Oh, and, yes. um, and we, we, we got seats, you know, the, the tables right there against the stage. And, um, my, my son, my oldest son was just enamored, like mesmerized, he, mesmerized. Like I, he kept like leaning over and like doing this on the stage. Like this, I was like, let's oh, get off the stage. And he kept going like this. And there was a moment in the show, I forget which song it was, but the actor playing donkey, um, came over during the show to Ian and like gave him like a little fist bump. And, 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 and he, this is almost, this is a, almost a year out of that. And he still talks about that. And, and oh, he'll he, never he, forget it. Oh no. And he, and he's got the bug. He wants to act. He wants to sing. Oh, he wants boy. To dance. So I, I, I'm getting him into those things. And, and it's, it's, it's amazing what, what theater can do. You know what I oh, mean? And, and, oh, and um, just seeing how happy and like I said, enamored he was uh, with that show. Um, it's it's amazing how small the world is too. Because when I met you, I met you at your theater, Jimmy Farrar Theater. Uh, uh, oh, the one on Main Street. The one on Main Street. I met you there, and uh, no clue that you even worked at the Show Palace until months <laughs> later after we, you know, we we we, we became friends and and yes. stayed connected. Um, so so can you can you tell me what that experience was like for you to open your your new theater? Oh, uh, I have to go back again. I have to oh, go back I apologize. <laughs> no, not at all. Because after the show palace, I took a break and I left the show palace. Uh, in fact, Matthew McGee, I have brought him in from, I had found him in an audition, a big 900 people audition and brought him in and Matthew and Stephen Flaw took over the reins there. And I took a break for about a year. And of course, I, uh, I thought that maybe I could just kind of chill out for a while, but I couldn't. I got that bug again. And I opened uh, a dinner theater at Southgate Shopping Center, the Angel. Yeah, the Angel Cabaret Theater. That's amazing. Uh -huh, that was at Southgate Shopping Center. I worked in that public there before. for about five years. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> so we had our we had our theater there. It's at 200 and um, very successful again. Yeah. Uh, so that was th that theater too. Then we went on the road with Menopause the Musical. Uh, my wife was in that for eight years. Wow. Uh, we moved to Denver, Colorado at that time. Mm -hmm. And they um, they asked me to be company manager of the show, which is kind of like an on-site producer. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, so I took care of, uh, of the company there. Uh, so we were there for five years um, and then in Denver. Uh, and from there, we moved back to Florida. And uh, that's when I decided I'm going to open another studio theater, a little black box. 
Theater. And that was where we met. That was uh, Jimmy Ferraro's Studio Theater on Main Street in yeah. Newport yeah. Ritchie. Oh, I loved that place. It was just kind of very intimate, yeah. little, warm, mm -hmm. little theater. I remember when I went back there for the first time for the audition. I forget which show I auditioned for. Um, but I just remember going back then. That was my first time ever in a black box theater. And, oh. and I remember just thinking, because my, my, I'm more so of a film and television actor. I love yes. theater. I can't sing. Uh, um, but my only other theater experience was the show palace uh, in terms oh, of performing. In terms of <laughs> performance. Think, how can how can they possibly do a show in here? But but I I I look there and, and I'm looking around and I'm doing so as I'm auditioning I'm just imagining like how immersive that it, it must have been for the audience and how like you know what I mean like how exciting uh that it was and i i i, I loved um i loved what you did with the place um so what was that experience like for you oh you know um it was such an, a a wonderful welcoming <coughs> back i have to say you know pasco county was very supportive of me all over the years and that's why um, whenever there is a charitable organization i'm eager to participate and uh, give up my talents and and, and gifts for any kind of charity uh, because Pasco County has really supported me. Um, it was wonderful to open that little place and to have the patronage, you know, because people in the area knew me, the theater goers knew me. And uh, so that little 60 seat theater was filled uh, every weekend and, and that was a marvelous. But you know, I have to go back again because what I forgot to tell you is that when I was 20, that this is right after my first fiddler on the roof at the country dinner playhouse okay. when i was 20 i opened i didn't realize i was doing this but i opened pasco county's first dinner theater really at 20 years old at the <laughs> world famous hacienda hotel yes yeah yeah <laughs> hacienda hotel was the first dinner theater in Pasco County and I put on several musical reviews there and they had dinner and the show. Uh, in fact, I came across recently a couple, maybe a couple of two, three years ago, um, some old posters from that time at the Hacienda and they're now at the His Historical Society yeah, downtown. That is, that, that's so amazing. Oh um, my goodness, yes, I guess, you know, I think when you have it in you, it's, that's yeah. all you can do. You know, right, right, right. Absolutely. And I think the secret to my success, and I, you're probably going to ask me that later, but I think the secret to my success is that I always had blinders on. Mm -hmm. You know, I that's that's what I wanted to do. I didn't want to. There wasn't anything else that I, I let get in my field, get in mm -hmm. my way of doing what I really wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, so getting yeah. back to the theater on Main <laughs> Street, that was a wonderful, wonderful experience, and um, yeah. getting back to the patrons that became friends over the years, you know, I have patrons that have, that were, have seen me put my shows over 25 years, over 30 years, same patrons, you know, uh, so very, very heartwarming. Yeah, and it, it seemed, it, like you said, like, it, your, your patronage, um, from what I could tell, and I mean, and, and you said it, is that they just kept returning show after show after show you because they loved friends you. over the years. Yeah. They, just, they saw me grow up, sort of, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, over the years, I mean, they'd come in and I'd be like, oh, Mary, and hug it, you mm -hmm. know, hug it. It's just yeah. that way, you know, that warmth, that yeah. warmth. 
And I think that was um, another major reason of, of why uh, I did so well too, is that the yeah. warm connection with the people. I mean, those are the people that support you. You know, and that's, true. that's who you are too, though. You are such a warm individual. You're so loving and so friendly. And, and I think that's what, 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 what makes people gravitate you is obviously aside from your amazing talent, but they feel welcomed and, and just every time I've been around you, I've just felt welcomed. I felt loved. And, uh, and, and, and I appreciate that. And I, and I can guarantee you every single person who's ever seen you perform or interacted with you feels the same exact way. Thank you. You've made my day. Thank awesome. <laughs> so we actually, and you, you had mentioned your, 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 your charitable acts. Uh, you know, I worked with you. Uh, we did a murder mystery to, to yes. uh, raise some money to send the kids from golf high school to um, right. the inauguration. Yeah. And uh, till death do us part. Yes. And uh, that was so much fun. Like that, that I, I was so excited when, I don't think I auditioned for it. I think you reached out to me and asked me if I'd be interested to be in, right. in, involved in it. And uh, I, I just to have the opportunity to work with you, uh, I, I was excited. And while also um, being able to help kids uh, go see the inauguration yes. was just in, incredible. Uh, and and we, we turned that around really quick, too. We, we were, you sure did. <laughs> and, and that's and, the Spartan Manor, and it was filled. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that was it was an insane amount of people, and that how 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 much was uh was that your patronage from the from the theater? You know what I oh, mean? Well, like people fought. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to tell you, I don't know if you knew this. That was the very first murder mystery that I had ever done. Really? Yes. Well, you and, did a phenomenal and, job. Oh, thank you. I had a really <laughs> great cast. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I just directed traffic. Um, but <laughs> but the, 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 the thing is, is that um, it was handed to me because they needed help. So mm -hmm. it was not something of my own thinking. I didn't think, oh, you know what? We're going to put on a murder mystery and raise some money for these kids. Mm -hmm. No, they were planning to do this murder mystery and they just couldn't figure out how to do it. It was, you know, it's a little bit more complicated oh, than yeah. you could imagine. Yeah, uh, especially so, with the improv too, the, the, exactly. that went into it. So um, I, I eagerly uh, took that opportunity to help them out and you know, it, it, it was successful, but I have to thank them too, because see, you never know why you meet people it's for a certain mm -hmm. reason or why you do something. You'll find out at another time when it's revealed to you. But ever since then, I've been writing and put together my own murder mysteries, and I, and yeah. I have that whole thing going on too. You know? Yeah. That, that is, so going from there, you moved to the Carolinas. Oh, and, yeah, why? Because of murder mysteries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the theater that opened, and I have a murder mystery that I wrote with a very, a longtime friend of mine, David Craven, called My Big Fat Italian Wedding Murder. Mm -hmm. And we we did it for about two years on and off in Florida. And yeah. it was a tremendous success. And you, you never know when you're gonna do something, how it's gonna yeah. turn out. But yeah. uh, we had people coming back again and again to see it because we always changed who might get murdered. You see, so you had oh, to pick okay. up so, those yeah. And, yeah. and it was, that show uh, was uh, so much fun because it was like a big Italian wedding and we danced and we ate and we, 
it was very fun. Uh, so that's how I got to North Carolina because a new theater that was opening in downtown Hendersonville asked me if I would uh, direct and produce that show for their opening. Mm -hmm. And so that's how we got here. That that's amazing. So how how is uh, how is coronavirus affected you guys? Are, oh, it are, has. What, what is it looking like now? You know, um, in our area, we we have had very limited cases here. Mm. But um, the fact is, is that you know, nationwide, mm -hmm. um, we have to be under the same kind of jurisdictions and restrictions. So my shows. Uh, I had a March show booked, March, April, and May show all set and booked and sold out. Mm -hmm. um, and now we had to just refund the money and mm -hmm. uh, say hopefully we'll be back soon and let you know because I had three murder mysteries uh, yeah. that were going to be done at a bed, bed and breakfast here, which is another oh, wow. fun idea. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So I say we're kind of on furlough now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Time. I'm working on another project. I'm working on a brand new musical with another author and composer that live in Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, we were on most of the afternoon yesterday. It's so nice to be able to have meetings like this, like Zoom, yeah. so that we can work, uh, collaborate uh, together and be able to talk and work things mm -hmm. out, being remote from each other. Right. So I'm right. working on a brand new musical with them and that keeps me very occupied. I also have a show, I don't know if you might have seen my first preview of it in Tampa uh, two years ago uh, called Raunchy Little Musical. It's a tribute it's to Bell Barrett. Yes, did yeah. you happen to catch it? I, did, I didn't get to, I couldn't get off work to go see it, but I really wanted to. And that, uh, and that show, um, I've been working on it for about six years and it just mm -hmm. developed into a marvelous two-person musical and I brought it off Broadway um, two summers ago. Mm -hmm. It was a big success and so now I worked with the author and composer and lyricist to make another version of the show to a one-woman show. Wow. Yeah. And so now we have, um, if I embarrass you, tell your friends, a tribute to <laughs> Bell Barth. And that uh, I'm working on promoting that as well. I have interest in the show in uh, at the Asbury Playhouse in New Jersey, as well as a, the, a venue in Las Vegas. So everything is on hold. Yeah. I've but actually been to the Asbury Playhouse, juices. by the way. Pardon me? I've been to the Asbury Playhouse. Oh, you have? Theater. Yeah, I my family's in, my family's uh, from Jersey. <clears throat> oh, right. Yeah. I haven't yeah, yeah. been there. I've just been working with the um, the producers there that are interested in bringing yeah. my show in. Um, you know, it's a perfect kind of show to start up again, you know, a one-person show, musical, comedy. Right. Um, so that, that's been exciting. So even though I've been on furlough, Mm -hmm. uh, the creative juices are still flowing, and I found opportunities opportunities to yeah. um, to use those talents uh, while we're kind of all, yeah. you know, in uh, isolation, so to speak. And that's that's the that's the beautiful thing about our career is that we can we can still create uh, from home. Um, yes. I, I've actually I had the opportunity 
Uh, one I interviewed um, Jill Christine Wiley, who played uh, Maria in the National Tour of Sound and Music for two years. Uh -huh. um, she was on episode two, and I had been working on a short film, um, and I had just been close to completing the final draft of it when I interviewed her. And at the end of the interview, I said, you know, I got this short film that this interview has told me you would be perfect for. And she said, send it, send it to me. And we, we've since talked and she's going to play the lead in this uh, short film. And oh, so wonderful. it's, it's, See, it, you it, never it, know. you just don't know. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you the short film takes place in New York. Uh, and, oh. um, and, uh, and, and it's just uh, kind of like a love letter to New York. It's a rom-com and, um, and uh, so basically that character is uh just finished college and uh, is not ready to get into corporate America. So she's traveling the country just to be an adventurer and explore. And, uh, and the, uh, the, the male lead um, meets her as she's just playing her guitar on, 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 on the street. And, uh, and romantic. Yeah. And she explains that, you know, she's just here for, for a day or two just to explore and, and see, see the sights. And he said, Oh, let me guess. Uh, Broadway, uh, you know, the Empire State Building, you know, and uh, and she's like, how'd you know? He's like, you, you got to see New York through the eyes of a real New Yorker. Uh, so he takes her to uh, to the to the private spots. And you know, I've been to New York and, and, and I did a lot of research and, and it's a it's a really fun, small, like 20 minute short film that we'll be shooting in uh, in August. Congratulations. Uh, and, uh, That's wonderful. Well, thank if you ever need a, you know, a, a fat, balding Italian. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah! Look, <laughs> I, I got, I got, I gotta write something for you because you know I love to work with you. And, oh, any, same here. Any chance I get, I, I, I'd work with you again. Um, you know, this face, Italian or Jewish? You know, I'm right in. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um, so I always end these things out with asking, what advice would you give to any of the starving artists out there that might be in that part of their their career where their or, or their journey? where they're maybe discouraged and, and, and having self-doubt. What, what advice could you give? Never, ever give up. Never give up. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Focus on what it is that you want and follow your dream. And don't let anyone or anything get in the way and tell you any different. Absolutely. Well, Jimmy... Thank you so much uh, for Thank hopping you. on and being a guest. This has this been was very fun. Thank you so much. Great. Absolutely. And, you know, we're going to have to hop on again j just to talk and catch up some more um, because I miss you. I, I miss you today. stories for you. Uh, yeah. stories. Well, please, please tell Dieta that, that I miss and I love her and I hope, uh, the, hope she's doing well. Um, she's got a great story for you, too, you know, with her background. Absolutely. I'd love to have her on if she if she's open to being a guest. I, I, I would love to have her. You know, it's interesting. I don't know if you knew that she is an original cast member from the Broadway musical Nine. I did know that. Yeah. yeah. And yep. I'd love I'd love to. And she's did. Uh, the most happy fella on Broadway. Sweeney so Todd with Angela yeah. Lansbury. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. I so got that would be I got fun for your listeners as well. Oh, absolutely. And I just I just subscribed to. Oh, I forget what it's called. The Broadway uh, streaming service. Oh, yes, and I, yes, And yes. I know Dieta had said that, that which one of her shows is on there? Or is there multiple? Because I want to watch there, it. There's, she, on there, she's had Sweeney Todd with Angela Sweeney. Lansbury. Yeah. And then also The Most Happy Fella. 
I, I need to know why I want to spot her. And, and, and oh, I, you I can't will. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you won't miss her. I promise you. <laughs> well, look, Jimmy, thank you. This has been amazing. Oh. And uh, to the audience, this has been another episode of Starving Artists, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you so much. Thank you.